Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Two Dudes in a Kitchen with Tyler Florence. And Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, welcome in. Another new episode of Two Dudes in a Kitchen. We have left Austin officially. I was sad to leave, Tyler. I had so much fun, man. Did you have a good time? A, it was good to hang out with you. I mean, yeah. you know, because we see each other once a week via Zoom to put together this incredible podcast. But to get a, to a chance to go hang out with all the lovely folks my Heart Radio. That was a good time. And uh, and just to be at South by Southwest, which is one of my favorite festivals. It's like the gathering of the cool kids. You know, they get together once a year and it is so much fun. Austin's a ridiculously awesome town. Like great town. So much good food there. The so people fun. there are awesome. The food there is ridiculous. The music there is off the charts. Like, I don't know if there's a better city. And that hurts me as a guy who lived in Nashville for so long. Okay, so we we had so much fun. So so we did just catch everybody up, and, and there's some cool pictures and stuff on my Instagram feed, yeah. and also on two dudes' um, Instagram feed as well. Um, so we, uh, we we got a chance to go. I, I went to an amazing uh, conference to go hear uh, Andrew Zimmern uh, speak about uh, about the United United Nations World Food Program. So that was kind mm-hmm. of enlightening. So I, I did some smart stuff during the day, which was kind of cool. And then uh, you and I got together at uh, uh, this incredible hotel, which is just off of South Congress. Uh, called uh, Hotel uh, St. Cecilia, which was just yeah. a sexy place, right? Isn't that a great hotel? It was so cool. And we got to cook in front of a bunch of iHeart folks and clients and stuff. And you made your 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 famous tomahawk steak. And I made a Caesar salad. And we got everyone drunk and everyone had an amazing time. And then we also recorded an episode with uh, Tyson Cole, which is going to be coming out later. But later that night, we met, I guess like I've now done the research, but you introduced me to like maybe one of the most amazing chefs in the world in Jose Andreas. 
Oh, without a question. Yeah, I mean, Jose Andreas, he was there uh, to launch uh, the uh, new World uh, uh, World Central Kitchen cookbook. Uh, and, and he did the big event with uh, um, uh, Aaron Franklin, the barbecue god of uh, Austin, Texas. And then we got a chance to meet up with him later. And, and so we, we did our event, which was so much fun. And yeah, we, we brought Miller and Lux to Austin. And you and I, you became Caesar certified, which right. is not easy to do. So you, no. you and I did the Caesar salad together. And then we did the... Um, the the, this, the the tomahawk which everyone just flipped out over i mean it's, it was our 45 day dry edge tomahawks we brought down uh from san francisco and we got a chance to kind of sear them and, and cook them over um o- over texas uh, uh mesquite which is had a whole different labor a layer of flavor and complexity to it which i thought was just incredible and uh, then we got to slice it up and we served it in front of everybody. And we had, it was it kind of standing room only, like everybody was having so much fun. And then you and I, my friend, I think there's a future of us doing this, uh, this demo podcast thing on the road in front of people. I yeah. think it's a thing there. I, absolutely. It was so much fun. People were actually paying attention to us, which is just really nice to, uh, to see. Yeah, it was great. But then later that night was amazing. I mean, we went to um, Tyson Cole's, restaurant Gucci. which i have never had better sushi in my entire life it was absolutely off the chain ridiculously good we got to hang out with tyson and yeah. that episode's gonna be coming out um later like either next week or the week afterwards so you're definitely gonna want to listen to that sushi episode but then getting to meet uh, jose andreas who is this this spaniard who has all these amazing restaurants in town and all across the country, all across the world, probably. But he does this thing where he goes into like places devastated by hurricanes or earthquakes and makes food for all these people. Like, is there a better human in the world than Jose Andreas? I don't know. We'll get him on the podcast for sure. He's a yeah. dear friend of mine. I've known him forever. And we are a part of the World Central Kitchen family for sure. And we've been on, and we, I don't think we've ever had a chance to talk about this, but we've been on I don't know, maybe five or six, what they call deployments into just um, devastated areas. It's a world central kitchens mission is to be the first um, NGO on the ground to feed people anywhere that disaster strikes. Right. And that could be a natural disaster. That could be a war toward country. They're on the ground in Ukraine right now. And, and they're on the ground in probably four or five different places that you may not even know about, which is, which is, which is kind of wild. I'm so proud to introduce both of you guys to each other. As a matter of fact, I think we're having such a good time with the podcast and to introduce you to what I think is one of the most compelling human beings on uh, uh, thoughtful human beings on the earth. Yeah. So Andreas, I mean, he's up for a Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, the guy's just phenomenal. Yeah, so that'd be cool to get him on the podcast later on down the road. I, I had to fly back to L.A. after South by because, well, it was Oscar season and the Oscars were the the next night. Um, my beautiful wife went to all the parties and stuff and she got all glammed up and I missed that, which which sucked. But uh, we did get to watch the Oscars and I don't know if you got to watch it, but Jimmy Kimmel hosted this year and he's hosted in the past. And like his thing is that he curates like lunch boxes for everyone in the crowd because it goes for so long and they get hungry. And our guest today actually is an actor who also is in the food space and he had one of his pretzels in the Kimmel lunchbox. And I'm very excited to announce that we're going to have actor Adam Shapiro 
on two dudes in the kitchen coming up in just a couple of minutes. So stick around. This is an interview you do not want to miss. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Two Dudes in the Kitchen. Well, it's Adams and Tyler Florence, and very excited to have on the show Adam Shapiro. I mean, I know you as, as an actor, yeah. but this is a food podcast, but it looks like you've been... Um, Kidnapped? You look like you're in the back of a van right now. And I just want to make sure, are you okay? I am fully in the back of my van. There's pretzels in here. There, Here's my situation here. I am, um, you know, I've got a two-year-old and a five-year-old. So this van is, is also my office. I feel like I want one. I feel like I need a van out my driveway just to go have a quiet place, you know? Dude, I love do it. it. I'm telling I'm you, pick do, you up it. On this. do it. If you can find a Sprinter van, get yourself one. It's the greatest thing in the world. Okay, so you're driving around delivering pretzels. I, I was ta talking to uh, the listeners before we went to break about how you kind of got into the Oscars in a weird way. It's just a classic timeless tale <laughs> of starting a pretzel company during a pandemic. Yeah. Making a big fan out of the biggest uh, late night television host in the game. And then mm -hmm. uh, he gets a job hosting the Oscars and then he 
he tells you to put four thousand pretzels under every seat. It's a, it's, it, you know, it's it's happened a, it's a million times before me. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah, how great is Jimmy Kimmel, by the way? I, I just saw him uh, two, a week and a half ago at a restaurant in L.A., and uh, I, I've known him casually, and 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 and, um, but he loves food. He loves chefs. Um, he's a great cook himself. Uh, and he's just always kind of like this food focused foodie guy. And it's great to have him in the late night world. Yeah, he's the coolest. Uh, um, you know, we got to know him really well when my wife was doing Scandal for a decade at ABC. She was constantly on on Kimmel's show. And uh, like we announced both of our pregnancies, you know, both kids that we had, we announced the pregnancies on Kimmel's show. He also called me, Jill Lederman, who used to run his show, called me and was like, Nick Foles is here. This was Ooh. 24 hours after Nick Foles won the Super Bowl for the Eagles, which for me was a religious experience. They were like, come down to the, the show right now if you want to meet Nick. He's here. We'll we'll, we'll keep we'll, we'll introduce you to him. So some of the biggest moments in my life have happened at the Kimmel <laughs> show. And um, yeah, and so, you know, right when I started making these pretzels in my kitchen during the lockdown, one of the first batches we sent out was to Jimmy. We knew he would love them. And um, and so he, he's been ordering pretzels there at the show now for for two and a half years. And he called and he was like, let's do the Oscars. Why don't we put a soft pretzel under every seat at the Oscars? And I was like, let's do it. <laughs> I'll take care of the pretzels. You take care of getting me and my wife on that red carpet. We're done. <laughs> We're square. OK, so I got to ask, though, why pretzels? OK, Wells, a fantastic question. <laughs> I love it. So I grew Thank up in you. Philadelphia. When the pandemic started, so many of us sort of retreated into our kitchens. And, uh, you know, if ever there was a time for comfort food, it was those first few weeks of the pandemic where we were like, what is going to happen? You know, what are we doing? And it wasn't just comfort food from like wherever it is you are now. It was like people needed comfort food from their childhood, like wherever they were when they were kids. This is what we needed. Right. And so for me, growing up in Philly, that was Philadelphia soft pretzels. And my my five-year-old, who was two at the time, Albie, I was like, man, I got to figure out what to do with this kid every day, locked in our house, you know? <laughs> and so we just started cooking and baking. And then one day I was like, let's do a Philly pretzel. I don't know how to make one. I've never seen somebody make one in their house, but let's try it. And it took me a couple months of like uh, trial and error. But you know what? I had the time. I wasn't doing anything. And uh, and then one day I brought a batch of pretzels out of the oven and Katie, my wife, was just like, this is it. This is a Philly soft pretzel, which is a very specific thing. It's not like every other soft pretzel. And um, so I started dropping them off to other Philly expats that live in L.A., just putting them on their just pretzel bombing people, putting it on their porch, knocking on the door and running back to my car, you know. Hashtag pretzel bomb. Pretzel bomb, baby. And and uh, it just started steamrolling from there. Wild. What's the secret ingredient? What makes, if you can divulge that what information? What makes a Philly pretzel or a Shaffy yeah. pretzel? A Shaffy pretzel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, first of all, Philly pretzels have a very specific flavor and shape. The shape and the process in which they're baked is what really differentiates them from any other uh, pretzel. Have you got one in that van of yours? Yeah. Hold one up. Hold man. on. I, I'm not saying it looks like a hot dog bun, but it doesn't not look like a hot dog bun either, right? Okay, check this out. I'm I'm literally <laughs> like on top of a table in the back of my van. All right. 
So there, there's the bag we individually wrap yeah. these pretzels in. Uh -huh. And then here is a Philly soft pretzel. Oh, wow. It's sort of a uh, figure eight shaped. Infinity. Uh-huh. Yes, infinity. I like that. <laughs> forever. It's a forever pretzel. Yeah, it, it will never die. If you really love her, you get her. <laughs> right. Pretzel. You got to get her Philly pretzel. I think that's a Zales tagline. I'm not sure if you can use that, but I like it. I'm going to use it. <laughs> uh, there it is. So there's the Philly pretzel. So yeah, like I also was doing so much baking during the pandemic. I was like, I started looking into how to make pretzels and I was like, why don't people use milk and butter? I feel like that would make it so much better. Why are all pretzels just like vegan? So uh, I started using milk and butter and then all of a sudden just ex pretzel explosion in your mouth. I don't even know what to say. It's the best flavor of a soft pretzel I've ever had. Can you break it open? Break it open and show everybody. Because I think the fluffy texture of what you're talking about, because it almost sounds like like Japanese milk bread mixed pretzel, right? Yeah, let's break one open. Let's show break one open. Let's break some bread, man. Japanese milk bread is a perfect example. By the way, my, my father used to teach every summer in Tokyo at Temple University. And we would go to Tokyo and we would just crush Japanese milk bread all the time. So uh, very soft, bendy. Yeah. There's yeah. the Japanese milk bread interior. Yeah, you know, yeah. you got to dip it in baker's lye to give it that that um what they call gelatinization of the outside of the of the dough. Uh huh. And then that's also what gives it that great juxtaposition between the the beautiful brown outside of the pretzel and the white interior. If you didn't if you didn't do that, it would just be a white pretzel. Yeah. Are they poached and baked, right? Uh yeah. So then we just put them in the in the solution, and then we um, salt them and bake them. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And you got a whole facility in LA, I'm sure, right? Because you, you know, where do you bake? Where does one bake four thousand pretzels for the Oscars? Like, where, not in your house, right? No, no. So my wife gave me two months that if I was serious about this company, I would have to move out of the house and into an industrial bakery. And I've gone from one to another to a bigger and bigger and bigger. And now we're at a huge bakery on Fairfax and Beverly here in LA uh, called the Diamond Bakery. She gave you sixty days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She 60 days. She's like, if this is a real thing, you got to get that. Because the house was covered in flour. And it was the middle of lockdown, so I couldn't hire anybody to help. It was just me making pretzels pretty much 22 hours a day. And I would sleep for, at the end of the day, I would jump in the pool to wash myself off with the flour. <laughs> and I'd wake up three three hours later and start baking. That's amazing. I got to ask you, what is the perfect condiment for your Infinity pretzels. Okay. Oh, man. I love this infinity pretzel thing we're going with. <laughs> the perfect condiment. In Philly, everybody loves mustard on their yeah. pretzels. And there's a real big argument in Philly of what the best type of mustard is for a pretzel. Is it yellow or is it spicy brown? Do you guys have a preference? I like, you know, to me, I, I like spicy brown. I, I feel like that that's just kind of like the way you go, right? Like really good, like stone ground, like really good mustard. You got some spicy brown right there or what? Well, check this out. So one of my pet peeves was not having enough mustard in a packet to fill a full pretzel or a hot dog. They, those yeah. mustard packets are so small, right? Yeah, yeah. like it's ridiculous. It's a, it's They're a dainty. Yeah. So I made a sappy pretzel custom double-flavored, double-sided mustard packet. Why you got your spicy brown and the yellow what? both in there. You can mix it together. Can you can you snip both and make a zigzag? You could, oh, right? you can snip both it's all about snipping both <laughs> i actually worked 
I, well, if you know about sniffing both, I um I don't even know what that means. Yeah, Wait, he does. So check this I, out. I had drinks with oh. him in, in uh, last weekend in Austin. He snipped both all night long. He snipped yeah. both. Oh, you guys. Sarah and I aren't going to be having any kids anytime soon. Well, snip both <laughs> all night long. <laughs> By the way, say hi to Sarah for me. I love I Sarah. Yeah. Um. I, I feel like also we might live near each other because Wells, I've seen you running in my neighborhood with your shirt off a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, and it's a staunch reminder that I need to go back to the gym at some point. <laughs> yeah, Studio City. Oh, damn, Wells is looking great right now. Yeah, it's well. Once you send me over some of those these pretzels, it might be uh, all downhill. So I made this double sided mustard packet. I think that's the ultimate condiment. But you know. I would be remiss to say that these this is a Southern California pretzel company, and there's one thing Southern Californians love to dip their pretzels in. It's a spicy jalapeno cheese. Ooh. I like and that. I like that, too. Yeah. I like that, too. So sometimes we make cheese for our catering and stuff like that. And then this is the God's honest truth. I'm not a big mustard fan. I like ketchup, and I put ketchup on my pretzels, and I got beat up several times in, in uh, grade school because of it. Now I'm saying I would beat you up, but I'd I'd, I'd, I'd want to know why. Like ketchup, is, is there nothing left in the fridge? I'd go applesauce before I'd go ketchup. Applesauce, wowzers! You know what <laughs> no. I mean? I'd go applesauce. Mostly. I put applesauce on my potato latkes. Right? I think it all kind of fits. Right? It's a same, sure. I mean, you know, it's all... yeah, the cousins. Yeah, it's all it's all street food. This is kind of out of left field, Adam. But have you ever been to Johnny Pastrami's in like Culver City? I... You know what? I haven't. And I've heard that. I've heard about Johnny Pastrami's many a time. Well, they have like the most amazing mustard there. Like every time I go, I get like three or four like little ramekins of it. Cause it's like really, really, really spicy. Like almost like wasabi spicy. Really? I got to try uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I got to get some of your pretzels and then try it with some Johnny Pastrami uh, mustard because that's, that's my go-to. Well, you know what I'll make you? I'll make you some pretzel buns and you can put the pastrami on the on the pretzel and then you put the spicy mustard on that. We get, then now we're cooking with gas. Now we're talking. Yeah. So I, I want I want that as a hot dog bun too. Don't you think like that soft, you know, interior? I, this shabby pretzel would be perfect for a hot dog bun. Yeah, I really want that as a hot dog bun. And even like a big like sausage, like a big sort of spicy sausage on top of that. I got where do you live, by the way? Where are you coming from? Uh, I'm I, uh, Northern California. We've got about three restaurants in San Francisco. About, oh. about, about to have five. We we may have a big announcement next week on on two dudes in a kitchen. By the way, because like we've got some there's some paperwork coming today that could be very interesting. Wowzers! Oh, I will be tuning in. I was yeah. I really liked the Paul Feig episode the other day. I yeah, Paul Feig who was talking to you guys about his cocktail books and his and his cocktail and his and his art installed gin. He's a friend of mine. I love Paul Feig. And during the pandemic, he started doing this daily cocktail live Instagram. Yeah. And it was a big inspiration for me and Shappy Pretzel. I was like, you know what? I should be getting up every day and doing something every day. You know, like, and watching Paul do it every day kind of inspired me to keep the pretzel thing going. And I'm so glad I did. I love that, like, depending on where you're from, was like the derivative of your pandemic thing. Like it's everyone so in Silver, true. everyone in Silver Lake made sourdough for some reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? that's totally right. Everyone back in Nashville, all my friends, they were making like hot chicken. And I love the Philly guys. Like, oh, we got to do pretzels. This is we what we're do doing. Pretzels. 
It's yeah. so funny because of all those Silver Lake people uh, making sourdough. There was no yeast in Los Angeles. I remember said. this. There was literally I was buying yeast like in dark alleys from guys for like a hundred bucks deal. for a couple packets. I found down. some at the Colfax Market. I so I think we live close together, so I think I know you know where that is. I went and yeah. I was like found like the last like three packets and tried to make sourdough. Oh man! Yeah, I went to I finally found some some uh, yeast at a store. I forget what store it was. I think it was like deep in Van Nuys. Yeah. And I grabbed like 10 packets and then I got to the <laughs> register. They were like two packets only. <laughs> like they were like rationing. The, the... <laughs> so it, was a, hey, it wasn't easy starting yeah. this company. In the beginning, there was no yeast, you know. And But yeah. And then the Oscar thing, which is where we are today. Like we, you know, this week we started shipping nationwide on Gold Belly. So oh, you wow. can do that. We did 4,000 pretzels for the Oscars. We're about to start um, every Sunday morning at Smorgasburg, which is one of my favorite things in L.A. Down, downtown. That place on is Sunday. amazing. We, we were just there uh, last weekend shooting the great food truck race. That place is amazing. That whole area, road downtown. I saw LA. you guys. I saw you guys shooting last weekend. I was there. You should have walked up and said hi, man. I I really should have. I was yeah. I was I was real focused on like where we were going to start setting up the next day, and I was also I had my mouth full. I was eating like everything in that. I could live there. I I think that community where Smorgasburg is, and for all, all the folks who are listening to the podcast in Los Angeles, look it up and go if you haven't gone. I think it's so much fun. It's every weekend, right? It's every weekend. It's every Sunday, and it's incredible. There's a beer garden. There's barbecue. There's there's a place called All About the Cinnamon, which is like a cinnamon bun uh, pop-up that is so insanely good. Um, and then we're going to be right next to them. Shappy Pretzel is going to be right next to them. It's going to be really fun. Congratulations. I think you know having that direct customer interaction with folks as you're starting to scale at the same time. So use Gold Belly as your national distribution point, but blow it out every day and use that as social, right? And, and I, use I, that as really I, good I, feedback. Make a lot of friends. I think that's good for you, man. I love that advice. Honestly, that's why I wanted to do this company. Like it, it's being at the pop up under the tent, slinging pretzels, Sling meeting pretzels, people. Yeah. You know, creating a community. I, I honestly never thought I would hear the words like pretzel community, but this <laughs> pretzel community has like gotten me through the last couple of years. You know, yeah, they and come out. They come out. Yeah, they really do, and it's really fun. And then I'm not saying it's a coincidence, but the Philadelphia Eagles have been incredibly successful since I started this company. I don't know what, you know what I mean? You can yeah. put that together as you wish, but the Super yeah. Bowl, we uh -huh. did 5,000 pretzels in LA for the Super Bowl for Eagles. Really? Fans. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. That's crazy. Good. It's been wild. It's been totally wild. But yeah, that's what I'm most excited about Smorgasburg. I can't wait to just see people again. It's been a little bit. So if people want to buy your pretzels that don't live in Los Angeles, where do they just go to gold? They just go to Gold Belly. Okay. Yeah, type in Shappy Pretzel on Gold Belly. You just get yourself a dozen pretzels overnight right at your doorstep. Do you guys have an Instagram? Oh yeah, yeah. So my Instagram is Shappy Shaps, and my pretzel Instagram is Shappy Pretzel. Shappy was the name everybody used to call me in summer camp growing up. That's cool. Own it. Own it, baby. I actually just finally trademarked the uh, name yesterday. It took like two and a half years. Good for you, man. So after the Oscars, I got to know, did any other celebrities reach out to you because they had that pretzel underneath their ass in the in the Oscars night? Oh, first of all, I guess one of my favorite things was waking up uh, after 
an insane Sunday night. We went to the after parties. We were ever. It was wild. And I woke up to just like a billion emails of different people sort of forwarding me other social media posts of people at the Oscars sort of taking pictures with the pretzels. Like one of my favorite ones is just a video of Antonio Banderas. who's like, we're eating pretzels yeah. at the Oscars. It was like one of my favorite videos. And then Guillermo del Toro, who is, you know, as an actor, I was geeking out at the Oscars. I mean, I've never, I've never been to the Oscars. I don't know a lot of people that have the Oscars. It's not like the Oscars are a rite of passage. Like, oh, you've been acting for 25 years. You go to the Oscars. Like, there's a good chance you could be an actor in Hollywood forever and not go to the Oscars. So I was like going to take full advantage of this situation. And I was geeking out because this is some of my favorite actors, favorite directors, and a lot of people I've worked with. And so Guillermo del Toro goes to Jimmy Kimmel Live the next day with his Oscar statue, and he starts talking about the pretzels, right? Uh -huh. He's like, thank you for bringing them. I loved them. They were like mana from heaven. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, and your, your, your Instagram post was so good, too, by the way, man. Thank you, brother. The legend himself, you know, like talking about your pretzels on Jimmy Kimmel, which is so cool, man. It was the coolest. And so finally, I just reached out. And then I woke up the next morning and I had a bunch of DMs from people saying, hey, I know his manager. I know a bunch of people who had contacts with him. And so it only took me 24 hours, less than 24 hours after he was on Kimmel to be at his doorstep with a, with a nice, fresh batch of pretzels. Gave them to him last night. It was awesome. I think you're going to blow up, man. I mean, I, I think that the, the, especially this very specific like Philly pretzel, because everybody's had a pre like a saw pretzel before, but I think it's a whole big thing. I think this is going to be big, man. Well, welcome to welcome to the food world, dude. I mean, it's kind of fun, right? Don't you think? Coming from you, that means the world. I, I, it's so cool. I've been a part of the food world as a super fan forever. So, you know, for me, it's like my my wife and I met so many people at the Oscars on Sunday, but like who was the one I completely geeked out about and the only one I asked for a picture? Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> He's the man. Wolfgang's He's the man. The I man. And I, I, I love that made, guy. I made pretzels for Wolfgang's Oktoberfest event in LA last year. And I was I, we made a bunch of pretzels. It was an amazing event. It was so nice. He all his food was there. And then I just sort of supplemented the pretzels. And then I'm I'm sort of walking around the event, and, and then Wolfgang's coming towards me. He says, "Are you the one who made the pretzels?" And I went, "Yeah, yeah, that's me, Shappy." He goes, "You need to move your van." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you pretzel guy, move it, <laughs> move it. Your van's blocking the entrance, and this is a fancy place." I was like, "Yes, Chef, yes, Chef, we Chef, we Chef, <laughs> we, we." I um, but yeah, I told him that story and he loved it. It was it was the best. That's awesome, man. Well, Adam, we know you're busy either solving mysteries in your van or kidnapping people or delivering pretzels. Whatever you're doing in that van, we know you're busy. But we want to say thank you so much for for coming on Two Dudes in a Kitchen. And I so appreciate the invitation. I love you guys. And you know, I was I was in Budapest the last nine months shooting a John Wick prequel. TV series called The Continental. Cool. Which was the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. And also running the pretzel company from Budapest was just, it was more of an, more of an adventure than I went on in the show. Yeah. And now you're in a van in your driveway. Yeah. Full circle. It's full circle, baby. <laughs>
Well, dude, it's so nice to talk to you. We got to get together. We live in the same neighborhood. We Let's all got to go, go hang out. Run. Let's yeah. go for a run. Maybe we'll take our shirts off and we'll, we'll eat some pretzels. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. It sounds like a day. <laughs> we'll make a day of it, man. Well, Adam Shapiro, thank you so much again. You guys are awesome. Tyler, it was, it was a pleasure. Yeah, congratulations, man. All right, guys. See you soon. See you, buddy. Come get some pretzels. Hell Let's yeah. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull. A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink. That's one of my number one rules. Don't ever overthink. You can think ahead, but don't overthink. And what I mean by that is when they start to write a record, they're like, oh, that's not the line. Oh, that's not this. Oh, it's not that. And everybody has a creative process. I'm not knocking it. For me, I just let it flow. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That guy's awesome. Yeah, he's a ball of energy. You know, you know when people kind of stumble into successes at, at some point in their life, like take a right-hand turn, and they had no idea that a, a little passion or a side hustle could be there, you know, the, the you know the next, the, the best day of the rest of their life. And it looks like this guy's found a great little like industry that will be big, you know? Yeah. I'm, it's very, very exciting and inspiring, hopefully to a lot of people out there that, you know, they make something at home or they're really passionate about something that they grew up with in their hometown and they want to start their own thing that that's a you know there's no better day than today or tomorrow just to yeah. crank that stuff up man. so I, i'm so proud of it that's awesome yeah and i feel like that's a that's definitely an inspiring story for everyone listening out there like the trick to 
having the best job is doing something that um, you would do for free. And I think that he would make pretzels for free just because he likes to do it with his kids and stuff. And now that he has this whole other job and he gets to make so many people happy, a la Guillermo del Toro (laughs) or Wolfgang Puck. I mean, how bonkers is that? Uh, But he's also an absolutely fantastic actor. Like, that's how I know him, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, and, a, and so. a really, really good guy too. So this, yeah. it's great to have him on the podcast for sure, and and to be able to kind of share his story because I I just think everybody has that little thing inside of them that they're just dying to go do, and they just need a reason. And and tomorrow is a great day to go do that. Yeah, go do it. All right, this was fun, man. Um, now I go get myself a pretzel. I think. Yeah, I gotta get out of wish, here. Yeah, I wish I was still in L.A. I, I would go <laughs> check it out for sure. But I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do is go buy some on Gold Yeah, I'm gonna get some to the house. Yeah, let's go do it. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Two Dudes in the Kitchen. We'll be back next week, and uh, we'll continue to make you hungry. See you guys. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. (laughs) We'll take that, and we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 